Happy Halloween. Well, it's a little, it's a little late for <laughs> Halloween. Oops. Oh, boy. Sorry. That's okay. So, yeah, we played the spooky theme music because Alethea has a spooky story uh, this episode. So we're just going mm. with it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we actually, we were behind for... Uh, October, um, so back in my day when we did podcasts, yeah. we used to hold a cone up to our ear <laughs> what? and use an actual pot of beans. <laughs> that's not for all the kids listening. That's not what a podcast was <laughs> way back. Podcast, the word comes from uh, iPod from Apple. Uh, right now, that is. The perfect description of our show, or or whatever this. Yeah, is. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> do funny things and whatever, and then I poop all over it. Oh boy. Well, I just I want the I want the correct information to be out there, <laughs> and I want to leave everybody astray and just have fun on the ride. Cool. So uh, anyway, what I was trying to say is we're a little bit uh, out of sequence right now. Mm-hmm. So. Normally at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, depending on whether you're a half month, full month, half glass, half, half glass, half glass, empty, half full. Half glass, half air. But usually at the <laughs> at the transition period between months, uh, we, we do our monthly wrap up and uh, we do things like announce our charity of the month and stuff we like that. We could just... Do what we're doing. Like, I feel like you explaining what we usually do kind of makes us have to absolutely use that format all the time. We don't need to. Okay. Well, I just, I like structure, you know, <laughs> and um, I feel like we're, because we're out of sequence, I just wanted to explain for anybody else out there that was like me more and was like, wait a minute, Phil, why are you announcing charity stuff in the middle of the month? You always had a structure and I like structure and... What are you doing to me? So if there's any, anybody out there that's on my side of this um, Hashtag feeling. me more. So anyway, that's why. We're just, you know, it's, we need to announce a charity <laughs> so that we can give money. And it, that's why it's, a, it's worthwhile to do it out of sequence, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Right. Okay, cool. Anyway, we will get to that. I don't know what order you want to do things in, but we should... I, I need to crack this beer first. Okay, so here we go. Here's your ASMR moment of the week. Although I think these are gonna. Oh yeah. Um, oh wow, that was like the auditory definition of blue balls. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's because when we had Clayton on, he poured his drink and it sounded really good. Yeah, but was it all heady? I don't. I don't know. I didn't. There wasn't any video. So anyway, I was just thinking like, oh, it might get boring hearing just uh, me cracking a can every, every, but I'm not set up for this. So next, I was just going to say you have a glass of water. Yeah, I either have to chug a glass of water right now. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. All right. Yeah. So uh, next time I'll try and have a, an empty glass ready so that way yeah. we can have different audio sounds. Sure. Okay, here we go. Nice. <laughs> was it Nice. Well, it looked, it yeah, looked it painful to watch. It was I was awkward. like, <laughs> well, it's because my hand was trying to get around the microphone. And, oh, boy. 
It was a mess. Um, so I've got another backcountry brewing mm-hmm. beer. I really like their beers lately, especially, and also because they, um, they have really cool names for all their beers, mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun. And yeah, I'm a sucker for good can art and can names. So this one's called "All This Computer Hacking Is Making Me Thirsty." Oh, is that the only one we had? Yeah. Oh, I need to have a sip. It's an oak conditioned Oktoberfest lager. Mm. And it's kind of got like an old school computery look to it with the green type text. And uh, yeah, there's actually been quite a few uh, like okay. Oktoberfest or like fest beers, this? German style fest beers. Um, that a lot of the local breweries have been making, which is this pretty is cool. a very nostalgic taste for me. This totally brings me back to just going out with people, going to watch a hockey game, hanging around with a bunch of people, and just having like a bunch of just really good beers that are not like crazy expensive. Just like I don't know, it's not like a like a weird. There's no weird kind of thing added to it. I think what you you're know? what. I think what you are trying to say is that a lager is very nostalgic because that that taste you're feeling taste it's a I mean. it's a lager that's what you're tasting. Yeah, it's like a it's a pure unadulterated lager taste. There's mm-hmm. nothing fancy added to it. I just it's very smooth. It's really light. Yeah, um, but not watery. Refreshing though. It's not like dry in the mouth or anything. And it's, I could easily see myself having more than one of these. Like, oh, yeah. At least, well, okay, let's see. Probably these days no more than four would be a good idea. <laughs> sure. And, yeah, before this huge wave of IPA brewing and before, like, craft beer was not all. Mm-hmm. Craft beer has been around for a long time, but Right, and not lately, that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but lately craft beer has exploded in a, a huge way. And before mm-hmm. that happened, uh, there were just a lot of, like, you know, big name mass produced beers. And right. a lot of those beers were lagers. And so when we were younger, we dr- we drank a lot of lagers. And that's where that's coming from, I think. A lot of lagers? Yeah. Hashtag a lot of lagers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's good. I like it. I'm actually really enjoying the wine tonight. It's very delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 40 knots. What was it, Mary Taj? No, this one's their Merlot. Oh. Stall speed? Yes. Nice. Yes. So, yeah, we got another wine club pickup coming up. It's like the perfect... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just to like reload our wine Mm -hmm. bottles for Mm -hmm. the Christmas season? Yeah. Especially since everyone's in isolation. Actually, I've been really enjoying more the fact that I haven't been drinking as much. I'm really appreciating it more now when I have like a beer or a glass of wine. Like I haven't had wine in forever, so this was delightful this evening. I'm probably going to regret it though because this is my third glass and... Ooh, third glass red wine. I don't know. I've been having like the occasional beer. Like I have beer fairly frequently, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, I usually mm-hmm. only have like one truth. or two. Right. And I've been liking getting like tipsy a little bit, but not <laughs> drunk. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think that's why I like weed so much. Yeah. there's. I don't have that fear of like... I'm not going to overdo it. And if I do overdo it, the payback is not like it is with wine. You know, the most that is going to happen is that I'll, I'm going to be maybe uncomfortable for an extended period of time. Yeah. So cue 
yesterday because <laughs> yesterday was Saturday. And um, I don't I don't get high very often. No, you don't. But um, I remember it was like two or three weeks ago. I um, I took 2.5 milligram gummy. Mm-hmm. And after like, it usually takes a while to hit me. Like it usually takes about an hour, hour and a half, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, it was good though. I had a good vibe going and like uh, I took Memphis for a walk. It was a super chill walk. Everything was good. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. Like that, that was okay. So yesterday I decided I was going to take. I have to sidebar here. I just imagine you walking with Memphis and you just being super relaxed and not noticing that he's acting like a total dick. And in his head, he's like, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta get this guy out more for walks when he's down. No, I, he was, he was well behaved. It was all good. Like, I guess I was, maybe I was lucky that I didn't run into any dogs and stuff and mm-hmm. it ended up, you know, being really chill. Okay, but, okay. um, yeah. So yesterday I had it in my head that I, I, I had a couple of projects I wanted to do mm-hmm. and, but I wanted to also relax. Like, and it was important that I actually, you know, Saturday's going to be my relax. Right. Day. So I understand a hundred percent got up immediately chopped up a whole bunch of potatoes, mm-hmm. threw them in the oven. Mm-hmm. I roasted a whole bunch of potatoes mm-hmm. and some uh, garden chicken fingies. Yeah, but your potatoes were on fucking point. They were so good. Well, you didn't even get to try these ones. The rosemary ones, no? No, that was a different day. Holy but, shit, they were amazing, man. Yeah, those were really good potatoes. Yeah, I put, like, if, I don't know, like if an actual chef was there, he would say... This is way too much rosemary. Eh, whatever. I put so much rosemary in those potatoes, but it, we embrace had a lot your, of rosemary. Embrace your urge, man. It was good. It was just uh, rosemary overload. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so yesterday I made a whole tray of, of potatoes mm-hmm. and I ate them all day. Like that's just what I ate. And then, awesome. but anyway, so I had a 2.5 milligram gummy. Mm-hmm. Which was like half of one that I had chopped up. So maybe it was three, maybe it was three and a half. There's no way to know. Right. So this one and and that's what I mean. So this one I think was probably on the lighter side. Okay. And so like I after about an hour I got like a very slight high and then it it kind of faded away and that was Mm -hmm. fine. But it wasn't really what I was going for, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that didn't really work out or whatever. Like maybe I'm building a resistance or something. So then I took another 2.5 milligram gummy, Mm -hmm. which was that like new strawberry thing you got me. Right. Strawberry watermelon hybrid. Yeah. Uh, No, it's strawberry lemonade. Okay. Yeah. Wanna strawberry lemonade. (laughs) Refreshing. It was good. But um, yeah, so I took that and then I actually had, uh, there's like this YouTube, YouTube channel I follow. Actually... No, sorry. I just, I'm sorry. I have to interject here. Shout out to fucking Wana fucking gummies, man, because they're vegan and they're fucking delicious and they're amazing and I love them. And what, I don't even know what else to say, but like there, I, I'm so happy that, that it's very easy to see like the information they give is that these are our flavors. This is what they're from, like a sativa or hybrid or whatever. And they don't hide the fact that they're, they're, I believe they might even be gluten-free and they're vegan and that's amazing. And I'm very happy that we have them in our store. Cool. Yeah. I'm happy that they, I have, I have choice and yeah. available stuff that I can have. And if Wana wants to send things here, <laughs> hashtag Wana gummies forever. <laughs> 
reach us at our uh, are, are they allowed to send out promotional weed? I, I, of like, course, there's different fucking. Oh, I don't, I don't know, but whatever. Weed, I will, but... I will talk about Juana all day long. Well, you know <laughs> what want... they could do? They could send us uh, swag like T-shirts and things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess, I guess I could actually reach out to the rep after <laughs> work. Hey, I'm whatever. Such an idiot. Might as well. But now might I'm as well on my own personal her. time, so yeah, we might as well reach out. Yeah, in, in I both absolutely directions. promote them all the time at work, a hundred percent. Cool. So, uh, yeah, there's this YouTube channel I follow, Wild We Roam, and it's uh, a vegan couple that are on a sailboat, and they're like fixing up their sailboat and doing stuff. Anyway, they were they had a Zoom chat for their Patreon members. Oh, your wild we roam thing? I thought I had a fucking webcast yesterday, a meeting with some brand of weed while we roam. And I was like, that's a really cool name. And I thought at one o'clock I had it. And it took me a few minutes to figure out it was your fucking my webcast. Calendar? <laughs> you idiot. Hey, well, like, it's not my fault you were looking at my calendar. Book this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. So, anyway, I didn't miss it, which is. Usually what I do is no, I end up forgetting and missing. No, but I was supposed to finish at one, right? And I was like, I know I'm going to be here at least till three because I have this while. So I stayed at work an extra two hours. Well, we were super busy anyways, so it actually worked out. But I literally thought that I had to be there until oh three o'clock. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> well, anyway, so I didn't miss the webcast, uh, the Zoom call. Right. So I get on the Zoom call. Do they see you? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. God. So they got to see me. They, they saw Memphis. They really liked Memphis. And there's this uh, Jack <laughs> Russell out where they are that's right. in the neighborhood or whatever that they see all the time and whatever. And then and then they were really cool. Uh, they thought it was really cool that pe- some people had their dogs and stuff because <laughs> they don't have a dog right now. And Aww. they're like, oh, we want a dog so bad. And Aww. so we got the sh- everybody got to show them their dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we're on the Zoom call. And there was probably a total of maybe 20 people max at the height of it or whatever. But it was cool. It was a pretty cool thing. But... Shortly after the Zoom call starts, um, that gummy hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I don't know if it was because I already had some in my system and yeah. then it like built on but it. But you absolutely drank a glass of whiskey in between all of this. No. You're so full of no, shit. No, I didn't. You I, didn't have, oh, I'm sorry. I did you have a drink of anything? I was drinking coffee. Okay, but coffee can actually decaf like. decaf coffee. Well, there's still caffeine, though. It's no, not completely there's decaffeinated. No, there's no caffeine. No, 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 no. There's no way it's 100% decaffeinated. Okay, it's 99.9% decaffeinated. <laughs> it's a negligible amount of caffeine. It's a negligible. Okay, well, I don't know. You're weird. <laughs> what do you, no, I'm just joking. No anyway, shame. so I don't know if it's because I already had some weed in my system or if it's because the gummy was just, like, or overpowered. Or if you had it in the back of your head... Oh fuck! What if when I cut it, it wasn't equal, and now no, I cut it equal. I cut it absolutely equal. No, but that the dosage wasn't equal. I bet you it was in your head. You were no, I wasn't placebo affecting it or whatever. Oh right, I was super stoned. Okay, that's the point. Well, when I spoke to you and you were going through this, which I didn't know until much later when you told me, and I was like, "What a dick!" Like he didn't call me, didn't tell me he was ordering pizza. It's after six. You already ate, and I was like, "This is fucking weird." You were way too chill on the phone when I challenged you. You were way too chill. I was like, (laughs) 
he's fucking home drinking. Like, in my head, <laughs> I didn't even think about weed. I was just like, Phil's drunk. Because normally you would, I know your answer to me. We would have gotten into words. We would have verbally had a verbal throwdown. And, and yeah, that's what would have happened. Because you would all been like, why, why are you saying I'm talking funny? Run. <laughs> I know. Anyway. That's really funny because when you told me that when I came home, I was kind of like chuckling to myself. I fucking knew it, man. I knew well, there was something up. So the thing is, I was I was so high. So the entire Zoom call, I was just sitting there chilling on the couch, like watching the Zoom call happen. But I was like totally spaced out. Meanwhile, I came home. I decided to have a full gummy, right? Thinking I'm going to maybe catch up somehow to you before I even had dinner. And I, I didn't really feel much of anything until about three in the clock in the morning. I woke up. I had the most insane case of munchies ever. Like I was, I didn't get up, but I was so fucking hungry. Like I wanted a cinnamon raisin bagel with toasted, with a teensy tiny little bit of good balance butter on one side and a lot of fucking molasses on the other side and then melted fucking whatever that cheese is. We have the non-dairy, um, the fuck is that thing called? Vito Life? Vito Life. Vivo Life? Smoky Gouda type non cheese. It's called Earth Balance, by the way. What did I say? Good Balance. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking a good supply. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm on the Zoom call and I'm so stoned. I'm just watching it, and I'm completely spaced out, and I don't really, I don't really remember most of it because. So you were Zoom bought out. Yeah, totally, and then. Anyway, the Zoom call finally, it, it I, I actually had to leave because I was like, this is way too much time. Leave the call? Yeah, I had to leave the call. Because so you had to come upstairs from no, the basement? No, I, I did it right here in the living room. I was, so you just moved over to the next cushion on the couch? No, I was on the couch and I, I, I thought to myself like, all right, it's getting late. Like I need to work out dinner or do something, whatever. Anyway, they were talking about pizza in the Zoom call. Someone was talking about pizza. So I kind of like... While they were talking, I went and ordered pizza real quick. And then as the Zoom call was happening, the pizza showed up. And I showed all of them. And they were all, like, super jealous of my pizza. Oh, nice. And then, um, yeah. But anyway, by the time the whole thing wrapped up, it was, like, three hours long. <laughs> it was a three-hour-long Zoom call. And I was just, like, it was the longest. The whole time, you were the one that was keeping everybody on the phone. And they were just trying to be polite. No, no, there was so many. There was tons of people. Imagine. There was all kinds of people. And then after, it's like, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) This guy in fucking BC wants to talk for three hours. I didn't didn't do any talking. He was so stoned, we couldn't let him go. Like, we felt bad. Jeez. No, nobody knew I was stoned because I didn't say anything. I was just like. Because no one can ever tell when someone's stoned, even if you don't tell. <laughs> maybe if they were looking at my screen or whatever, maybe they could have told tell they could tell that I was like totally mm-hmm. out of it. Maybe Lou could tell because sometimes I, I looked over and like because like uh, um, Lou wouldn't. I guarantee you, somebody fucking got on. Lou stoned. wouldn't be talking. He and he would just be looking, and sometimes I'd see him make a funny face or whatever, and I'm like, I think that he thinks that I'm. Stone, but I didn't you mean know that he knows that you were stone. Yeah, but <laughs> but I didn't know if that was just me being stone. <laughs> My imagining cheeks hurt things. so bad right now because I'm I'm like smiling so hard because that makes me so happy that because you're so 
you're so like straight, <laughs> narrow, conservative, by the book or whatever. And not like happy that that happened to you. And it's funny because I'm making fun of you. Happy because I'm happy for you. Because I find that that's like a really nice, it's like an eye-opening <laughs> moment. You had like a total stoner moment. Well, that's awesome. Okay, but I haven't got to the moral of my story yet. I'm sorry. Which is that I didn't get anything done all day. Like I, all I did was like, I feel like all I did was sit on the couch and watch a Zoom call. So what? All day and just eat potatoes, which was fine. Who cares? Which was fine. But I had this, I had this plan to like pull all my clothes, all my jackets, everything, put it on the bed, go through it because I really need to do a huge no, audit. No, you didn't have that plan. You got confused because you said to me last night, I'm going to have a chill day tomorrow. Sunday is going to be my productive day. Yeah, and I was productive today. Exactly. But I still didn't get as much stuff done as I wanted. So, Listen, all I can say is the past fucking month and a half has been, I 100% understand you need to embrace the fucking chaos because I can't, like, every time I get a day off, I say, all right, I have a day off. I'm going to fucking get the shit I need done to get done. And then I'm like, I have a day off. I am not fucking doing anything unless doing the things I want to do that make me happy because I need a day for myself. And then I'll be like, all right, the day I, the next time I have two days off together. And then the next two days I have off together, first day I go, you know what? I'm going to fucking chill. Well, first I go the Friday night. Tomorrow I'm going to do my shit so that Sunday I can relax. And then I wake up inevitably on Saturday morning and I go, you know what? Today I'm going to relax. Tomorrow I'll do my stuff. But I won't do everything. I'll just do a little bit. And that way I can relax the last half of the day. And then Sunday comes along and I'll be like, you know what? It's Sunday morning. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to fucking just relax a little bit. I got plenty of time. I can knock this shit out in about two hours. And then two hours go by. Three hours go by. Four hours go by. And then it's supper time. And I go, you know what? I'm just going to make my lunches for the next couple of days. We can manage. And then in the morning when I get up, I'll do a little bit of something. So I'll get up an hour earlier. And it never fucking happens. So you don't need to explain to me about on a day off needing to do your shit because I 100% yeah, I know. It's... understand. Anyway, I'm not saying that like uh, having a chill day and getting high and being silly and whatever and being relaxed isn't okay. I just mean like if I did that every weekend, I would never get anything done. You right. Know? I'm super much the creature of you do some shit on one day, and then the rest of the time, you fucking maintain until you reach that pinnacle moment when you're like, okay, now I need to do a big shit and get all of the shit done, which is why my issues with everybody in my life is just fucking put shit back where you found it, fucking wipe something up when you spill it, (laughs) fucking put your shit away when it's washed, like... Just fucking do as you go, and then it makes everything so much less painful. It drives me fucking crazy. I can't even handle go. Look, I'm on a rant now, and I just got to get it out I, of my system. I, I cannot handle I went into work today, and it was like like four pens on capped and just like random areas in the back room. And I was like, why? <laughs> They're going to dry out. 
they're fucking the cup is right there and then like i go to put it in the cup and there's all these huge ginormous markers like stabbed in the places where the pens go and there's a bunch of empty spaces everywhere else and i'm like just fucking you know but i don't say anything i don't say anything but then there's all the little the little price numbers for the scales or the little uh markers for the thc levels and people will take them out if they remember to take them out of the fucking cases, and they'll just leave these little, like, price things everywhere all over in the back. But there's, like, actual cases to put them in, so when you have to price shit, everything is where it needs to be. No. No. I feel like I should explain. No. So... Recycling bag? Oh, but the recycling... Oh, the recycling's over here, but the bag is right... Oh, For everyone that's wondering why Alethea is swearing so much, it's because she's had a bit of wine... I, I no, that's not true. I've been swearing every single. You're swearing a lot today. Well, I've been swearing progressively more and more as I get more and more tired. I even at work, they're they're laughing. They find it hilarious because like at the at like when there's no clients in there, I've just gotten worse and worse and worse. Like we're all just swearing all the time now, and they're like, "Oh, you never swear," and I'm like, "No, no, no, no." As I get more tired, it's going to be worse. And my, my new fee accent, and people have actually picked up on that, including customers. They're like, huh. Yeah, the other day you didn't sound like you uh, didn't sound like you're from Newfoundland. And I'll be like, what time is it? Oh, it's like 6, 6.45? Yeah, I've been here since fucking 9 o'clock or 9.30 this morning. I'm absolutely exhausted. I've been working eight days straight. So blah, 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 blah. Like, it's going to get worse as we go on. Yeah. It's not because of the wine. I mean, maybe a little bit because of the wine. And also, it's probably well, because... Newfie's drinking wine together. That's where the accents come And up. I had the delicious favorite ice cream cake. I smoked a little bit of that, and it was awesome. Oh, the weed that you smoked was called ice cream cake? Mm-hmm. The okay. one, like, I had some pre-rolls, and I opened it up. And yes, I hate pre-rolls, because I fucking don't know how to roll. It's awful, and I need to practice. But also, there's something to be said for convenience. And... Um, I'm not judging. It was... They're super good, and I really liked them. And I opened them up, and I was like, wait a second. I'm supposed to have three in here. And then I was like, did I already smoke the other two? <laughs> you don't understand because I have so, so many There's weed everywhere. Everywhere. We had chocolate the other night, and I was like, oh, my God, this chocolate fucking tastes amazing. And I'm like, I always, like, I didn't eat an edible. Why does it taste like weed? And then I realized it's because I have weed in the freezer. I have weed in the fridge. I have weed in my drawer. I have weed in my cupboards everywhere i was telling my friends at work about that about how not in the copious amounts or anything but but i need to try everything out but you have this uh like a jar of weed in the cupboard (laughs) and that's somebody gave me every time i open that cupboard like you just get this waft of weed Mm -hmm. that comes out but it's a nice smell but that chocolate tastes so good last night it just makes me want to like make something it's just at first i didn't know that you were keeping weed there so i was like where's the smell coming from (laughs) like our house just smells like this now but it's so good every morning my favorite thing every single day this makes me so happy i have to share it with everybody and and i know i sound like a giant fucking stoner right now but i don't care (laughs) every day obviously i wake up and i'm super happy to be alive and i'm super grateful to have everything i have and i come down and i meditate next to my salt lamp and i sound like a big giant fucking douche woohoo bags i don't even have like i'm not even like somewhere i can like open the window and look at this beautiful scenery i'm like with my little salt lamp next to me and I do my meditation, and, I'm, and, and those things make me so happy. And I'm so excited to go to work, and you don't understand. I have not felt this way since the first 
time I started working when I was in school. Like when I got hired at a lingerie store, I was super fucking psyched, man. I thought that would be the hottest fucking job ever. And I absolutely loved working there. So shout out Hidden Secrets. Boop, boop. Anyway. Um, Do they even still exist? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I pro- uh, Maybe. It's a secret. No. Uh, they owned... They own Second Cup, the people that own Hidden Secrets and Second Cup, I believe, still exist, doesn't it? Or does it not? Well, they owned a Second Cup. Well, in Newfoundland, there might still be a Second Cup. Maybe they owned like a franchise. Of I a don't know. Cup. Hopefully they still do. But anyways, I digress. Um, I absolutely love every single day. And despite the fact that I've jumped into this and I have no fucking idea <gasps> oh, what I'm doing. Wait a minute. That's not true. I have wait, no idea what Wait I'm doing. one minute. What? Okay, what? so you worked for people that owned second cup yeah that owned a lingerie store called yeah. hidden secrets yeah but they could have opened a lingerie store called like second cup or something oh. you know what i mean like they could have made yeah. a coffee store slash lingerie store yeah. with a some kind of play on words well you know what they the should have cups. done they should have opened an after hours or a swingers club and called it Hidden seconds. <laughs> <laughs> or secret cup. <laughs> Two girls secret cup. Oh, man. Okay. Sorry. I, Too I, soon. I remember the moment when that came out. I actually never watched the whole thing. I didn't. I didn't need to. I'm still anyway. not convinced that that was real. Oh poo. yeah, I don't know. I saw some shit, man. I've seen some <laughs> shit on the internet. I'm not convinced. That it couldn't that be real. real. It's got to be like pudding or something. I went through a phase of being just super curious about what was out there in porn. And let me tell you, back when people were like using LimeWire to fucking download, I saw some weird ass shit. Well, I'll see you LimeWire and I'll raise you Napster because I was no there at the way, beginning. No way, man. I saw chicks getting getting head or giving head, giving head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's going to be even worse when I tell okay. you the rest of it. Oh, my God. Because if I if it, they were getting head and this was happening to them, that would be uh, probably even more fucked than I could even imagine. But giving head while getting punched in the fucking face to puke and getting paid for it. I did not Google this. This was something that I accidentally fucking downloaded. Ew. Because I looked for music and it was awful. It was awful. There was this one porn video that i watched that i highly regret ever watching and it was it was really horrifying but it wasn't anything violent but it was like uh it was this woman who had a uh like a beer pitcher and uh all these guys were like coming on her face no and she was holding this beer pitcher under no! her face and all the cum was like she was eating as much as she could but then the rest of it was dripping in the cum pitcher oh my god and then at that's the end, where the kool-aid man gets his cum. and then at the end she chugged it so there was all this cum like, my in this pitcher and she drank it and then after that she left but the camera followed her and then she went and puked it all up Ugh! like behind the scenes or whatever and i was like what the fuck just happened like why would anyone do this like and who thinks that this is sexy that's gross did you ever see the thing did i tag you on the on the thing that mike laser had put on his webcast about the kool-aid man and where he gets his kool-aid from and what's his deal and all that it was no, really what are you fucking talking funny about? What do you mean all the these cool- comedians like like pitched in on it and attitude it was very disturbing but it was really funny. what do you, what do you mean like the kool-aid man the kool-aid inside of him is like his blood or whatever it's part of his body isn't sure it? it was like a more dark version oh more dark than him having his blood as the kool-aid and then potentially feeding that to people i don't i don't even think that came up <laughs> 
It went straight from Kool-Aid to cum. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it bypassed blood. Oh, is it because he, it's, is it, did they go to cum because well, he, he, he always goes, says, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he always is pretty excited. Right. That guy is. Nobody loses all their blood and is like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, 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 yeah. I think, I think the Kool-Aid man is definitely living life to its fullest. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like he's living his best life. But he's always in those constrictive tights. I think, like, at the very least, if you're wearing tights that long in a very moisturized, humid environment, such as being in a lake or, like, Kool-Aid or something weird like that, like, they always tell girls don't sit around in your bathing suit, he's probably got, like, a continuous Mm, fucking yeast infection. I don't think it's wet on the outside. He's That's why if you pour stuff too fast and it gets all the froth on the top of it, it would be like the Kool-Aid yeast. (laughs) Oh, my God. This podcast just got super fucking weird. Um... So, uh, you were talking about how much you enjoy your job. Oh, right. <laughs> what a weird segue. Well, it was my Yeasty fault. I, come uh, I got us distracted job. with the second cup. So. Um, yeah, I absolutely. 100% love my job. And my favorite thing in the morning is opening the door to the stock room and the smell in there. There is absolutely nothing that will ever beat that smell. The only thing that perhaps rivals it is the smell of like a vanilla chocolate, Madagascar vanilla chocolate chip cookie with a little bit of cardamom in it. It's a pretty good smell. Yeah. I'm telling you, every day I open it up and I go, hi, my lovelies. Like, I know that sounds super gross and stupid, but I can't help it because it's so good. (laughs) And then I go, were you, were you too hot tonight? Were you, were you, were you cool enough? And then I go and I look at the temperature and, and I love it. And I can't even imagine what this be, would be like if I worked somewhere where I actually got to see the bud because it's all in the, in, they're all in cases, right? So I don't yeah. get to see anything. But when I look up the stuff that we sell and I do strains and I like try to like look shit up and they have the pictures of what the actual buds look like. Absolutely, we one hundred percent need to grow something. Like I've, I've got that itch now. It's tricky. I like, need. I'm horrible. Like, well, I don't know. I'm weird at gardening. Like, there's things that I hit, and there's other things that I miss. But this, this is different. Well, this is very like very picky plants. Requires a lot of work and attention. I don't know. There are some strains that are not as much work, but I don't want something that's not as much work and attention. I just want like I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, I'd like to get seeds and grow this, and then I thought. But then, what if I just mixed shit together and tried to splice it right from the get-go? Maybe I'll be that lucky person that, like, you know, like, not to sell, but for myself. Like, it mm-hmm. fucking works out, and it's just awesome, and I create this weird strain. And and I would call it Outer Space Girl, because it's, like, my favorite song from fucking, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't remember the name of the group, Beloved. And I love that song. It makes me super happy, and that's what I would call it. Or I would call it Beloved. Oh, okay. Either one. Probably Beloved. Beloved well, Beloved would be the company, and Outer Space Girl would be the strain. Well, I mean, they kind of already have that name. You'd be ripping them off, but sure. No, I, I, no, that's fine. If you called it Beloved Cannabis, you're allowed to do that. That's a different name. That's like me calling my cannabis company. But I would company. absolutely 100% reach out to them and be like, Let's hook up and get a strain, and we're going to bring back your fucking song because everybody needs to hear it. 
That's like me starting a cannabis company called Nirvana and naming a strain Nevermind or something. Yeah, but you'd have to get them involved, obviously. Or sorry, smells like teen spirit. Actually, there's tons of strains out there with fucking names that are already existing well, out there for all, other things. First of all, smells like teen spirit would be an amazing strain name. Look, if you so can have got it Pink exist. Taco as a club, right? Uh-huh. And it's probably used by a lot of other things. But it doesn't don't they use a Q in the word pink? I don't know. To make it special. All right, maybe that's not a good example. Okay. There's plenty of Northern Lights. Uh-huh. Strain. Okay, I'm I'm just saying like, you know, it would be like it's it's cool to make like a tribute Chocolate to Chocolate fondue. Okay. <laughs> fucking strain. Um and when I mean strain, I mean like the fucking genetics of the strain and i'm not saying like i know there's like sativa and i just mean the actual okay cool cool okay thank you do you want to tell people or do you want me to tell people about your the charity that you picked nope you can tell the people that about the charity that i started to talk about and then you said oh i already found that charity that one so it's like an equal thing that we came together it just so happened that i mentioned something that was something you already looked up Yes, we picked this together. Exactly. It's, it's the. Col- I'm a woman. I'm going to claim my dues where they are. So I, I was trying to give you all the dues. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm a little defensive. I just I'm sorry. I, I happen to have the website open, so I thought you'd want me to read and, it. And I'm going to say I say I'm sorry not because I'm a woman. I'm saying I'm sorry because I'm Canadian. <laughs> okay. Oh, and speaking of, actually, up is going to up up. Oh. What? Hmm. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So the charity <laughs> that we picked late is the Comox Valley Transition Society. So um, it's actually, it's basically a women's shelter, um, but they call it a transition society because they try to help them move on from a household of abuse and move with their the mother and the kids mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, find a job and other housing and, and get a new step in life. So, um, yeah, they support women, children, and families in the Comox, Cumberland, Courtney areas and beyond, including Demon and Hornby Islands, mm-hmm. uh, who are experiencing or fleeing abuse, overcoming trauma, working toward through recovery, and those who are unsheltered and or struggling through poverty. Uh, they support and empower women to make the best decisions for themselves, their children, and their families. So they actually run um, uh, a building here and actually provide shelter services, but right. then also other services any uh, relating to, like I said, finding work and help and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. And they do, um, I know that they do a free lunch every Sunday. Cool. So if there happens to be anybody within the sound of my voice that whatever, that's a good time to go stop by and check them out. They accept volunteers and stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a used clothing store that you're familiar with called Too Good To Be Through. Yes. Um, and if you want to help donate to the Transition Society, you can donate clothes to Too Good To Be Through, which is a, like a thrift store. Right. And they can just give the money directly to the Transition yep. Society and you can just give the clothes for free instead of selling it to them and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they're Yeah, cool. we have quite a few, uh, well, quite a few. There are, we, the, the thrift stores that are around here and in the surrounding communities are really fucking awesome, I have to say. Like, I, 
it's always my first choice is to like kind of check out and see when I can get to them or what they have because sometimes they'll have stuff online and you can like do the whole like DM and they'll put it aside for you if you want to go pick it up later. But um, they're it's really great. I'm very happy. I'm I think that like compared to before, like it's just a lot more easier for me to thrift shop thrift shop here. Because there's a lot of options and it's not a, like, it's weird because, like, we're not a huge place that we live in, but there are a lot of options and you have the options to do it online and I just found it a lot easier than what I used to to have to go through before when we were living somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, the quality of the clothes is great. I mean, even Value Village here is so much better organized and just i don't know man people got their shit together they really seem to that whole community they they got your back like it's great i i really love it here like, yeah, i think maybe really, really love it here a little bit more discerning when they're taking uh clothes maybe yeah or- but they take care of it it's not just like a oh it means something to them they know people aren't just going there just for fucking costumes or whatever right they know that people are actually go or film sets no shade to the fucking film industry but I think that's probably a problem when you're in cities where uh, that kind of thing happens, where they focus a lot, like, oh, well, afterwards, the stuff that we don't need, we'll just ship it to Goodwill or whatever, and then we'll go and we'll use that also when we're going to look for stuff. And I think when you get out of communities where people actually rely on that for a living, not to say that people don't in Quebec, I'm sure they do, but I just mean that it certainly seems like here people really care about how they bring the clothes that are going to these places. They seem to be really well taken care of. And the people that work there and how it's organized and ever and everything is super, um, I don't know, it's very compassionate towards the community. It's not like people just going in and clocking nine to five and I don't know. Also, I think it's like clean. if you have a, a thrift store where you can get store credit or cash for bringing in your used yeah, stuff, then for it, sure. it, it gives you the incentive to bring in better quality yeah, stuff but they the- but they do have that in other places i just find there's there's an intention here that seems to be a little more prominent than it has been in other places where i've lived cool yeah so i am actually i have no idea what the story is about oh, you said you have the scary I thought story you were going to talk about something else for a while oh what do you want me to talk about i don't know i because well, i don't know you mentioned something and i wanted to be like uh, i don't remember <laughs> damn it <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long fucking day, man. I just got to say, honestly, like as much as I, I really do love my job and everything and I don't forget any of the hours that I do there, but I don't think like I literally went from not working for a year and a half yeah, to an on-call work where I had like a very stressful uh, regular training period and then all of a sudden intermittent like once in a blue moon fucking shifts where I didn't know anything and I felt like I was being thrown at the wolves to me totally by fucking uh what's the name of that movie that I really like that has John Cusack in it and serendipity High fidelity a serendipitous I want to watch High Fidelity soon. Also, the other movie about the record store that I really like. I was just thinking recently. Like, no, it's the other movie with the record store that I really like that I want to see. Um, after know. Dazed and Confused, there was a movie. Yes, about a record store. About the people that work in a record store, like <laughs> H&B or Sam Goody. I don't know. It, wasn't something, it was fuck, 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 fuck. Liv Tyler was in it. Okay, all right. Something well, Records. Well, Empire Records? Yes. Fucking Empire Records. Is that a movie? 
Oh, my God. <laughs> so, if you don't know already, I'm older than Phil. Uh-huh. So, he probably was, like, learning how to deal with his nocturnal emissions at the point that Empire oh my God. Records came out. Dude, you've never seen Empire Records. No, I don't, I don't know right. what you're talking Added about. Add it to the list. Okay. God damn it. Anyways... What was I talking about? That? You were talking about how you are working nonstop. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And you yes. are. Like every day. Every day, even on my days off. Okay, so. Constant phone calls, texts, text, chats, it's crazy. emails. Because I accepted this. I wanted to get into the weed industry so bad. Not for fucking deals. I wanted to get in there because I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with managing anymore. I want to fucking get away from that shit. It's way too heavy. I take everything home with me. It becomes a fucking free therapist for people. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I just, I couldn't. Way too much work. He also used to have a much larger team. It, it really didn't matter. It's more about the, I was not educated to deal with the mental things that were coming up and right. i felt like no matter how much i told that to people it really didn't matter yeah. everybody was coming at me with things that so that on top of all the other weird stuff that comes with managing it just became way, way too much so I, and it affected literally aspect every aspect of my life right for years and i was blind to it because i was so driven to like make something of myself because I turned my back on my dream. So I was like, this is going to be, at least I'm going to be comfortable. Hashtag sellout. And it was too much. And I just was like, I can't fucking, I need to at some point, at the minute I get it and out, I'm taking it and I'm going to go for something where I'm just fucking, I'm going to toe the line, man. I'm going to pay what I need. I'm not going to stress. Oops, Sorry. I will do my best to bring my 157,000% goodness to the forefront and just be a productive, contributive person in a positive way to society. And so we came here, and I said I'm going to take a year off because I was feeling a lot of confusion and animosity, and my idiot brain thought I could just fucking move to BC and find work on a sanctuary or a fucking vegan market, or whatever, and it wasn't happening, and I was getting stressed out, and then a year went by, and my uh, benefits stopped, and I realized I'm going to have to do something, but I still had extremely strict morals, so I decided to go and work at the post office. We were not a good fit. And in the meantime, I was still looking at everything that I'd been looking at before. And I decided, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to have to suck it up. And I'm going to have to go work at a fucking, I'm going to, and I did apply at veterinarian clinics. And I'm going to have to deal with animals that are going to be dying. And I'm going to be tortured every day in my life. And I'm going to be so sad. But I'm going to have to have the comfort that I help them. But I'm going to apply here because I knew they weren't looking for prerequisites. It was really administrative. And it was sad, and I did it. And then we were driving around for something, and we happened to be going down. I was like, oh, I haven't been in that weed store yet, because we always go to the weed store here in Comox, Mary and Courtney. And I was like, oh, we should go check them out. And I looked, and I came home, and I looked it up just to see, you know, what their website looked like and their prices and everything. Because I really did love the store in Cormox. I went there all the time. I absolutely loved the staff. They were super friendly. It was a nice, clean store. It made me feel welcome. 
They were super helpful. I enjoyed it. I went there often. Great. No complaints. None whatsoever. And to this day, none whatsoever. Okay. I, I, no, I really do love them. I think they're amazing. And <sighs> I wanted to work there at one point, and I asked, oh, you're hiring. And I, I saw that you guys were hiring, and the girl said to me, mm, yeah, so what do you have in a weed background? And I said, nothing but passion, 100%. I want to know everything I can about cannabis. I really am, am super on board with the whole let's get rid of the stigma. I think it's a, an amazing plant. I think it's super beneficial. I love the recreational aspects, but I really, really, truly 100% believe that it's beneficial. I know personal experience, what I've observed in my friends and my family. I love it. Like, And I've got managerial background, but I'm 100% willing to like just come in as a grunt worker and do retail. I've worked retail before, but I always ended up being responsible for everything. So, like, I would like to just not be responsible and just do retail. And she was like, oh, where did you work before? And I said, the bank. And I explained her a little bit about what I did. And she said, I think they're hiring just around the corner at the law place, which they were. And so I looked them up and I read everything. And I thought, yeah, I could totally apply 100% on that. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to. That's not what I want to do anymore. I want to fucking make a difference in the world. And I know probably somewhere you make a difference in the world with your job. But, like, I was like, I'm at a point in my life. How many people can say now is the point where I can maybe go for what I want to go for? And the fact that we were able to move here is amazing. If you had gotten posted to somewhere tropical, I would have a little fucking... Chalet, well, bar hut, I'd be making my beats. No, no, this is what I knew I wanted to do. So the fact that you got mm-hmm. posted here to me was like, I'm not going to obviously have some kind of shop on a beach all year long. What what else am I super interested well, in? I was going to say that this pretty much is tropical. For, it's for island Canada, life for, for Canadians, <laughs> exactly. So, and uh, side note, I did not think about the earthquakes. I don't know why my brain... That's got to be serendipitous also because I always fucking said I was worried about the birthquakes here. But for this whole reason, when you were ta- when we were talking about stuff and choosing here and we accepted, I completely forgot about it. But anyways, so yeah, we were driving down the road. I saw the place, I looked it up and then blah, blah, blah. I checked out the website. And I'm like, man, they look super cute. Even one of the girls that used to work here looked like somebody I used to work with. And I noticed they were hiring. So I was like, oh. So I submitted my resume. I didn't realize that I'd already submitted my resume like three months before or something like that. And I got a call back and they were like, oh, we're just looking for bud tenders with experience and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, whatever. No biggie. I'm like, I got a job. I just, I don't feel it. And um, it's fine. Can you hang on to my resume? And if you need another bud tender, give me a call or whatever. She's like, yeah, totally. No problem. But then I started talking to the girl who was interviewing me, Brittany. She's amazing. She's the fucking beast, we call her. She's the most amazing. Listen, man, if I was 20 years younger, she, like, I would be fucking attached to her at the hip. Maybe, well, no, that's weird because that wouldn't even go with how I would feel about her. She's awesome. I have absolute respect for her. She is like my 20 years minus smarter me. I'm not kidding. Like, I really think this girl's got a lot to offer the world. She's fucking awesome. Anyways, she was like, we just started shooting the shit or whatever. I realized I was going to be late for it because I tore out of hair. 
And the next thing I know, I get a bunch of interviews and, you know, yada, 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 I'm manager. And I love it. And it's amazing. <laughs> and I walked in there worried that I didn't really know enough about weed. And I quickly realized that we're all in the fucking same boat, as she would put it. We're all basic bitches here. Everybody bought their shit on the gray market. We don't call it black market. It's gray market. You bought it in the gray market. And uh, who fucking knew anything about sativas and indicas or whatever? Like, you got your shit from your buddy or whatever. It was good. And now it's super scientific. So just don't be a fucking snob and learn your shit. And, yeah, it's it, share what you know. Yeah, but even, even though you didn't get a job at that first place, um, it's cool because... No, you, the first place was this place, is what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were talking about the place in Comox. No, it was it was the same store. Oh. It was just years before... It was just months before. Anyway, it's good that you had uh, started putting your feelers out and whatever, because then you had applied for your license yeah. and all that stuff and all that stuff was already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd done all go. that before because I knew I knew that eventually that'd be something I wanted to do, but it was funny. And when I went for my in person meeting, I went there to interview for Bud Tender. And by the end of the meeting I was interviewing for manager and by the absolute end of the meeting walking back from coffees during all this COVID thing. And I got to say, that was fucking weird because at that particular point, we were all super separated. The poor guy that was one of the people that was there during my interview was really not comfortable being out in public. It was like not fun. And so we, it, it was a strange situation to be in. But on the way back from that, 10 minutes later, we walked in the store and, and it went from uh, interviewing for Bun Tedder with the potential to work up to assistant manager, to manager, to maybe manager, to we'll let you know what we decide. We got to get it to like, oh, by the way, here's your new manager. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. And, and then been- I came home and I was like, on my way home from my interview, Phil picks me up and I get a call from the job I was actually working at, like freaking out about something they didn't need to freak out about and so we stopped off and i went in to see and they had to like belittle me in front of people while i was in there and i was just like it's all good man it's all good in my head all i knew was like even if i don't get the job because i still didn't even think this was going to be a thing i was just thinking i'm not crazy i'm not a piece of shit it really made a difference it was like it's just there there's a there's a i don't know there's like a jive or there's not a jive. Yeah. And you've been working your butt off and you're doing an awesome job. So I, I really, love it. I'm really proud of you. I love it. And that means a lot hearing that from you. It absolutely does. 100%. Well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> scary stuff? Can yeah. you handle the scary stuff before you go to bed? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the story, I guess. But yeah. Is that what you want to do right now, or did you want to talk about something a little bit like more lighthearted? No, before? I don't. I I don't have anything. I don't, I don't have Should anything. Should you think of something lighthearted for after? Oh boy, uh, sure. Okay, you think about talk for something. I'm just gonna go get a, a treat. Okay. All right, Alethea is off looking for dessert I just, I just, of some of some kind, and uh, I'm here to talk to you. About, well, I don't really have anything to talk about. I'm in school again, which is weird. I have my little lunch box and I, I make my uh, lunches and uh, I'm in school. It's all night shift. So it's like me and, and all the guys were in like night shift together, night school. 
Um, but I don't mind going at nighttime. I find it more relaxing being able to just wake up whenever in the morning and then uh, take my time waking up and getting ready. And and then, you know, I, I have to go in for 1 p.m. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. But um, it is weird, though, because coming home at nighttime, you don't want to you don't want to just go to bed right away. Um, so it can be kind of weird trying to get your schedule going and Alethea's got a crazy schedule and it changes every week. So that's why it's been so like tough. Like eight with days the, in a row. It's, it's a lot of 11 hour shifts. I haven't done that in a long time, but it goes by super fucking fast. Yeah, so that's why it's been tough, uh, keeping up with stuff like the podcasts. Although like I've, I think we both really like doing the podcast. Oh, but, I absolutely a hundred percent love doing the podcast. But, Should I open the window here or something? No, I think we're okay. But, um, uh, yeah, like we don't normally do the podcast after dinner. So that, that was kind of tough. Like normally we just like chill out and stuff, but yeah. Cause I usually get up at like seven and I'll come down and like meditate and shit and get up, get ready for work. And then I have to leave for work at like, you know, preferably before nine 30. I start at nine 45. I usually get home at around nine 30 ish between nine 30 and nine 40. And you you're at school at what time? You leave, You your school starts at 1, but you leave at what, like 9.45? What? No, I leave at like The fundamental 12, difference between us two. 12.30. I'm eternally late, which is 100% my mother's fault because my mom would get up and do dishes at fucking, I don't know, 7.45 in the morning when both of us had to be at school or at work at 8. I saw that. It's good. Okay. Yeah. So what uh, scary thing do you have? So, and I'm trying to just chill myself out by having a little toe care. Um, but I'm doing something that I only just realized there's a term for the this, which people out there are probably going to laugh, but it's called a canoe. So look at this joint. Mm-hmm. It's I super tight, a, by the way. Simply Bear, their joints are fucking tight, but they're really awesome. There's a bend in it. Right. So this is their Cold Creek cushion. I really like it. But you can see there's a bend. But more importantly, look at the top and then look at the bottom. Yeah, so it's it's like burning more on one side than the right. other. So it's called a canoe. And I didn't know that because I've only ever smoked joints that people... I've never bought pre-rolls before. So I've only ever smoked a joint that people have rolled, right? Usually mm-hmm. without a filter. So it's a completely different feel. And I've never seen this fucking canoe thing. Like you wet your joint, you smoke it, and that's it. So how do you correct the canoe? Do you, do you twist it so that the Well, I tried to wet. Burning. I wet more the side that it's burning in on like the seat side if it's if 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 it was a canoe Uh why is it called a canoe because if you look at it the part that doesn't burn burn stays paper Uh and the part that does burn goes back so it looks like a seat in a canoe it looks like a canoe with a seat i see yeah if you were to get let it grow longer yeah i can see that okay is that the scary part that your joint is fucked up no i was just i the scary story I had yeah. to share? Is, no. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. All right. I will put this out. I'm just going to have a couple of Is minutes. it about ghosts? Uh, it's about something. I don't know what you want to call it. I'm oh. worried. I don't, well, you don't believe in any of this stuff. This, this went out nice. Hold on. Because I'm very careful. Like, obviously, you know, I don't actually ever sit down. And I realized the little super lightweight joint that I bought also, um... I never, oh, fuck, I fucked that up. But anyways, 
I never actually smoked the whole thing, and it's like almost all CBD. There's like a little teeny tiny bit of THC. I, it really doesn't seem to matter what I smoke. It's only, it's my perception, I think, because I've smoked those, and there's like hardly any THC in it at all. And I'm like, oh, I'm all fucked up, and I barely even smoked any. And then I'll smoke something, and I look it up later, the strain, and it'll be like not for amateurs or whatever. And I'll be like... <sighs> That's fucking weird. And then I, I now so I started to pay attention and only take a couple of tokes. So I'll buy like a like something that's like in the high twenties, or I'll buy something that's in the mid twenties, low twenties. No fucking THC almost. It really doesn't matter. I will take the exact same amount of tokes, and every single time I will feel stoned. It's just a different kind of stone. It's so my fucking brain messes with me. And makes me think, like, when I realized that this week, I was like, what the hell, man? Like, uh, like, there's no THC in something that I was smoking. And I was, there's no way. I, I remember, I remember that day the guy came for the gas. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can let you in because I'm alone. And you came home. Remember that whole thing? Uh, sort for of. For the, the company that wanted us to switch to them. Oh, that For guy. the natural yeah. gas. Yeah, 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 I was all freaked out. I thought it was because I was really fucking stoned. It wasn't. I There was hardly any THC in the little bit that I smoked, and it wasn't even a full joint. Okay. It was very much fucking with my head. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, scary stuff. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. So uh, we're all at an hour already. I've been trying to get you to tell the story for okay, a while I'm sorry. now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, um, okay. Growing up in my house, right? Uh, sometimes I would, you know, when you're younger, you sleep over at your friend's house or people would sleep over at your house and right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just confirmation. Everybody does no, that. No, that's strange. Oh my God. I was in a cult. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, also on that note, fucking yes, that fucking Rainier, the fucking that douchebag. Okay, is, we need to stay on track. Okay. I know, but I'm just uh, so happy that fucking Nexium asshole with that whole DOS program is getting nailed. Okay. Horrible, horrible person. What a fucking asshole. Anyways, um, right, so. Back to childhood sleepovers. Yeah, so. I would have, like, my friends sleep over, and sometimes they would tell me weird shit happened in my house. Now, a little bit of backstory. My entire life, I've lived on in the same house, like when I was younger. I had three older sisters. Um, so, obviously, my lifetime, they'd all lived there, and my mom had lived there. But my mom was married to somebody before, and he had passed, not in the house. And... Uh, not that I know of anyways. And then she remarried my dad. Well, not remarried. She <laughs> remarried again with my dad. And then eventually they split up. Um, so for me, my whole entire lifetime, everything I knew that went that went on in there was my perspective. So I always felt like there was a very negative, dark, loud energy in the house. The way I perceived the negative and the darkness. Don't look at me weird. The way I perceived that was through loudness. It was through sound. So I didn't realize in the beginning that it was a negative thing. I would just say to my nan all the time, which was my dad's mom, I would say, I don't want to go home. It's too loud there. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And the problem was is that my parents, they argued so much. 
there was always fighting in my house. And it was really, like, a lot. It was intense. So not only was the volume very loud in there, but things that were being said were super fucking heavy. Like, not good. But at that point, that was pretty much the level that it was. But it was, like, a constant. So you always kind of felt like a little on eggshells, like... Oh, man, like, is there going to be an argument today or whatever? And it was kind of like a drag. But I always felt like even when it was quiet and there was nobody there, it was loud. And that freaked me out. So I would tell my nan, it really made me uncomfortable to be home because the house was always loud. And I tried to explain to her what I meant, but it was like I could hear the anger when there was nothing going on. And I really don't know how else to explain it, but it was just, I know I sound super stupid woohoo right now, but it, 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 it's like you, it's kind of like as if it was like a memory of, of something loud all the time, constant anger, yelling. So it's not like I'd be sitting here hearing voices. It wasn't like that. It was more like a just, I could constantly have the auditory memory of of angry things and also the feeling that went along with it and it didn't make me feel good and I didn't like it. So when I would be left alone, and this was back in like the late 70s, early 80s, fucking latchkey kids left, right, and center, right? We, we all went through the same thing. So it was totally normal for you to come home from school and nobody was home or you'd go home for lunch and there was nobody that was home. Like, it was completely acceptable. We all did it. And, you know, whatever. I had neighbors that there was something wrong or whatever, but what could I complain about, right? Like, one time I mentioned it and it was kind of like, well, what are you afraid of? And then to try to explain to somebody how that feels, like, it just seemed like I was being stupid and a kid. But it persisted and it persisted throughout the years. So I would have, like, friends sleep over and I would hear things like, um, we would sleep, for example, usually when I would have a friend sleep over, it was like when I, my mom would go away. So she'd have to go away on like a business or a curling trip or something. And so I would have a friend sleep over so I wouldn't have to be home alone. And sometimes I'd go sleep at theirs because their parents were there. And sometimes their parents would be like, okay with it. And their kids would come and sleep over with me. So my best friend, Kelly at the time, um, she slept over and she was like, she like woke me up and she's like, I think we're having an earthquake. And I was like, why? And she was at a different school than me. And they had like a science tour at the science center in the, in town or whatever. And she's like, because the water in your toilet bowl is moving in the opposite direction. And the light above the bed was spinning And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? My school had not done that yet. I had no idea what she was talking about. And it was like months and months and months and months later when my school finally got around to like addressing the whole weird thing with earthquakes and the whole thing with if you live somewhere, the, oh, the water's going to go around the different direction and all that stuff. So I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about or whatever. And it freaked me out. But like, it happened on multiple occasions. So I kind of started thinking... Something really weird was up, but people were fucking with me, which could have been, or like there was really something weird about the house. But I also would not like to be downstairs in the basement. Now, I know everybody's like, of course, all kids are afraid of being in the basement, but our basement was actually pretty fucking cool. My dad had 
like it was all black, like the wood beams and everything were all stained black. And then the entire rec room was all wallpapered in like um, nautical, like really old map themes. And it was really pretty. Like it was pretty. And we had like a sliding door. I mean, an awesome sound system. And we had a jukebox and we had a TV. It was like it was a cool rec room. Like you want to hang out in there. So there's nothing scary about it. But yet every single time I would go down there, to change the records, because, like, the records were connected to speakers upstairs, I would feel this weird fucking heaviness, and I would get so... It wasn't even scared. It was just like a, I don't think I could get to the top of the stairs anymore because my body felt really heavy. And so I would try to, like, get upstairs after changing the record player to whatever it was I was trying to play, and I would feel like a weight, almost like somebody was like tugging on my sweater. Or sometimes if I went down and I would try to run, I would feel like as if somebody, if you've ever had somebody take a pen and you've had your eyes closed and somebody would take like a pen and put it close to your face, your nerves and your skin can feel that something's about to touch you. That's the way I fucking felt. But like it would always be from my head to my feet. I would get this weird fucking crazy feeling like something was just going to grab me. And then I had multiple people over. I had multiple people stay over for the night. We were supposed to camp outside. The weather was shit, whatever, in the backyard. We decided, fuck it. We're not going to do that. We're going to sleep inside the house. And they would say to me the next morning, like, why were you opening and shutting and opening and shutting and opening and shutting the rec room door? Like, why were the lights flickering on and off? Because I slept up in my room, and they all slept downstairs. So that's really fucking weird. I can't believe you let your friends sleep in a murder pit. There, there wasn't any murder. Well, it sounds like a creepy place to sleep. I no, know. it was. It wasn't like a. It was just angry. I never felt. I just felt like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there was nothing. No one got hurt there. It was just, I felt like it was a really angry thing. Like, when I felt like it was going to grab me, I felt like it was, like, it grabbed me to, like, yell at me. Not to not to hurt me physically, but just to kind of yell at me, you know? Mm. I don't know. It was weird. I didn't like it at all. I used to I used to hang out in my house with, like, knives under the couch in my sofa and in the bed if I was by myself until my mom came home I had like little steak knives hidden <laughs> under including when I first met you and yeah, you had yeah. a pocket knife under That's your true. pillow That's and you true. kept that there for a long yeah, time yeah yeah I did that for yeah absolutely 100% so for for everyone at home I just want you to know that if you are going to keep a pocket knife under your pillow um, you should always get the kind that has uh, a locking blade. You don't want to be using a foldable knife without a locking blade as a weapon. And first, the first rule of a knife fight is don't get into a fucking knife fight. But, All right. The first rule of a, I'm asleep and there's a dude in my bedroom over me and I've got a knife under my thing is not don't get involved in a knife fight. It's like fucking just go for the jugular fight. Right. But anyway, I'm just saying, you, you want to use a locking blade. Otherwise, you could really hurt yourself when that blade collapses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just pro tip. Okay. But anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> I felt like fucking what's-his-face Pete Davidson there. Okay. 
<laughs> so I do have uh, I do have a positive thing actually to say because uh, last episode was a first test for putting the songs at the end of, at the end of the episode. Oh, and it worked. It worked. If you <laughs> listen, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, not that I care if you are or not, but if you are, then at the end of the episode, both of our songs will play. Cool. That we're picking for the episode, and if you're not, that's fine. Uh, there's a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, and you can just go look up the songs on your own. But if you happen to be listening on Spotify, then the songs will just play automatically. And right. it could be cool, could be not cool. I don't know. So there you go. So on that note, what song do you have for this week? Hmm. So I was thinking retro a little bit. So it's probably going to go back on the party poopers list because... The happy poopers. Happy poopers. Because... Uh, I don't know. You're not going to put that spaceman thing on? Oh, I, I, I... By Beloved? Did I not already do that? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Well, then I'll just have to shout out two then. Okay. So I was talking about the Beloved song, um, Outer Space Girl. Oh, right. Yeah. They also have an amazing song, which I believe is Let's Come Together. No, it's called Harmony. Oh, it's amazing. Harmony, Harmony, Harmony. Um, but... For, for for a little bit of, like, kind of throwback to me anyways when I would go to, like, a After Hours or whatever, um, the Atom Bomb by Fluke. Atom Bomb by Fluke. Yeah. That's going to go on Happy Poopers? Sure. Okay, cool. My song is going to go on Cozy Poopers, and I'm going to go with Patience by Nas and uh, Damien... Gong Marley. That's a very good song. I also like the version by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that one. Oh, it's so good. So, yeah, so Patience uh, by Nas and Damien Marley. And you will hear both of those songs at the end of this episode. And in the meantime, if you want to, you can email us at partypooperpodcast at gmail.com. Go to our Instagram, partypooperpodcast. And uh, I... I release like little personal finance tidbits and stuff on our Patreon page, uh, which is completely free uh, to get those. It's just, uh, I just put them as uh, public posts on there. So you can check that out. And if you are interested uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get our bonus episodes on Patreon and also give us feedback and stuff because we love to hear from people. And, oh, actually I did hear from Pete. So Pete's been really busy lately, but he said that he really likes it when we do our corrections <laughs> because he'll he'll usually like accumulate a couple episodes and so he'll listen and he'll be like, wait a minute, I don't know about that. And then he's <laughs> like, awesome. he's like, and then oh, an shit, episode or two later, yeah, so he said oh. like, then an episode or two later, like I hear you guys correct it. <laughs> And uh, we, we we need to do some research, I think. Yeah, and he likes. The, <laughs> I'm sure I stepped in it a few times. <laughs> he likes the challenges and stuff too, and he liked the you know getting ideas. Where was he from? Uh, Pete's actually from Victoria, BC. Oh, right on, man! That's, but that's awesome. He now lives in Halifax, basically. Cool. So. Anyway, yeah, shout out to Pete. and uh, I'm going to shout out to you. I've been enjoying the music you've been putting on lately. The few times we were in the car together, seeing how I fucking drive all the time now. 
for some weird twist of fucking. Yeah, today we were driving and this song, Patience, comes on. And Alicia's like, oh, is this your uh, on your playlist? Like, do you have this song on your playlist? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I didn't expect uh, <laughs> such a good song on your playlist or whatever. And I'm like, what? Oh, babe. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I know. I got some stuff. I'm not really sorry. I got some good stuff. <laughs> you know, I know what's up. You do know what's so. up, babe. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.